Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited about this episode because I was recently on a walk and this concept that I'm going to be sharing with you kind of came to me. It's something I do when I'm on walks is my, I let my brain think. And this came to me and I thought, this is something that I really want to share on the podcast because one thing that I am all about is simplifying things in your life, in your relationships, because the simpler things are, the easier it's going to be for you to follow through and to find success. The more you can simplify, the smoother things are going to feel for you. You can simplify processes in your household. You can simplify expectations for your teenager, even your workout routine. The simpler, the better, in my experience. And that's what I'm going to be doing in this episode. I'm going to give you a simple way to stay connected with your teen through these unpredictable years. So before I dive into that, I wanted to share an observation that I have recently had about the parents of the teenagers that I work with. And that is, when they see something is going on with their teenagers, something seems amiss, whether it's friendships or lack of confidence or lack of motivation or direction, they're having anger problems, anxiety, whatever it is, they want to fix it for their teen. So they go into action mode. They want to help. Maybe they orchestrate a social activity or they let their teenager know how awesome they are or they buy planners. They hire tutors, therapists, coaches for their teen. Essentially what they're doing is they're providing opportunities for their teenager to take action and help themselves, which is great. But the thing that's often lacking in this approach is a certain kind of action on the parent's part. The parents miss the essential step of working on themselves as well. And while their teen may be able to overcome whatever adversity it is that they're facing, the parents are missing a key opportunity for growth for themselves. So let's just say, for example, your teenager is struggling socially. Maybe they don't have friends or they're being left out or the friends that they have aren't really great friends for them. Whatever is going on with them is likely to trigger something in you. And for some parents, it triggers a memory they have of being left out or of having no friends. For other parents, it might trigger memories of having lots of friends and really fearing that their teenager is missing out on these essential life experiences. So when you as a parent are able to identify and bring awareness around the thing in you that's triggered, you'll be able to help and support your teenager with clear energy. And this is so important because when your energy is clear, you'll be working from the goal of doing what's best for your teen versus reacting from what you're feeling in your body. And taking it from a place of no fear and no judgment. You'll be able to follow your teenager's lead, really, and involve them in this process more. You'll be able to hear what they need without them sometimes even having to say anything because your emotions and thoughts won't be getting in the way. So this brings me to the thing that will actually simplify parenting for you, and that is what I have decided to call the three E's of parenting a teenager. And I'm going to be breaking down and explaining each one in this episode, but 
as an introduction, the three E's are energy, expectations, and engagement. And I already started by introducing the first one, which is energy. Energy starts with you. So what kinds of things impact your energy as a parent, as a human? What drains you? What fills you up? When you're able to manage your energy, you'll be able to better parent your teenager. Because really, when you're feeling good, it will rub off on your teenager. You'll be less reactive. And that doesn't mean that you have to feel good all of the time. That's not what I'm saying. This is not a good vibes only podcast. Far from it. <laughs> what it means is for you to be aware of your energy, be aware of what's impacting your energy, and be intentional about what you want to do about it. So here's an example I'm sure we can all relate to. It's evening time, you've had a long day, things just haven't gone well for you, you're just feeling frustrated and tired and has nothing to do with your teen. Then your teen comes into the room and is all stressed out about an assignment that they forgot about. They're all upset because they have so much work to do and they'll probably have to stay up late to get things done. Because you're already feeling maxed out, your response to your teenager's situation will be impacted. You'll get frustrated at them because they were goofing off all week and now they're bringing all their stress onto you when you're already feeling really drained. It's basically that thing that pushes you over the edge. And this is where energy comes in. When you're aware of your energy, you recognize that you're already maxed out. And instead of reacting to your teen situation, you might choose to respond by saying nothing or doing nothing or maybe distracting yourself so that you don't say something you're going to regret. There's an intentional pause due to this awareness. And that's really what it is. It all starts with an awareness. And energy can be managed. That's where your, your tool belt is going to come in. When you know your energy is off, you can go to your tool belt, find ways to care for yourself. This is something I teach my parent clients and my teen clients is having a pool of things that support them in these situations. And notice that I didn't say change how you feel. Really, the whole thing is for you to care for yourself. Caring for yourself, it doesn't mean fixing things all of the time. It can mean just having grace to the emotions that you're having. It can also mean doing something about it. I was having one of those days recently where I was just feeling really crappy and sad, and it was in the morning, so I was like, great, I guess my day's just going to suck. It's just gonna be one of those really crummy days, and I just kind of resigned to that. And it just happened to be a day where I was scheduled to volunteer at the dog shelter. You know, that's something I do. And that was good timing, right? Turns out, after spending an hour with the dogs, I felt completely different. My energy completely shifted. But I didn't go into the volunteering thinking, this is going to fix everything. I'm going here because I want to feel better. I went because it was already scheduled. That was just a nice byproduct of it. So guess what? I put that in my tool belt. Hey, guess what? Being around these shelter dogs really makes me feel better. And that's something I can always turn to. So I recommend that you come up with a list of things you can do when you're having a day. 
So that's the first E, energy. Now on to the second E, which is expectations. I've done a whole podcast episode on this, and I'm going to link it in the show notes, but I'm going to give you a general explanation of it here. We all have expectations of our life, of ourselves, of our family members, of our kids. And one of the biggest struggles parents can face when raising teenagers is unfulfilled expectations or unmet expectations. So like when they were babies, when they were born, before you had kids, you had these expectations of what it was going to be like, what they were going to be like, who they were going to be, what they were going to be interested in. Of course you did. You have a human brain. That's what brains do. And this can be based on all kinds of things. It can be based on how we grew up, what we're wanting for our kids, what we like, what we want them to like, everything from interests to appearance to their skills, social circles, romantic choices, future paths, all of that. And when our expectations are unmet, it can lead to frustration and disappointment for you and for your team. So when you're able to recognize and release your expectations and allow your teenager to explore and develop their own identities, instead of imposing your desires onto them, you're going to feel a lot less triggered and you'll be a better parent for them. And just like your energy, it all begins with this awareness. You notice when you're imposing your beliefs and your desires onto your teenager. You notice when you're being triggered because your teen isn't meeting those expectations. And then you consciously choose what to do about it and how you want to show up for your teen. Now onto the third E, and that is engagement. Engagement is all about how you interact with your teenager, how you communicate with them with your words and with your body language. So you may be saying one thing and your body is saying something completely different. Your teen knows. They know when you're pissed. You may be saying, oh, it's fine. They're going to know. It goes both ways. It's also how you listen, how you handle disagreements and conflict. It's basically how you actively participate in your teenager's life by showing interest in the things they care about and connecting with them on a regular basis. It's the time, the energy that you invest in their life and how you respond to them. This is also where active listening comes in, showing empathy and respect for them, and also being authentic as a parent, just being honest about your life experience and your ups and downs so that it's more of a mutually beneficial relationship versus manager-boss slash employee. Things like having really productive conversations, conflict resolution, collaboration, that's all part of engagement. And when these things are handled in a healthy way, you're able to build trust and understanding with your team. And essentially, how you interact with them on a regular basis, it's not just the quantity of time, It's the quality of time. I know that this is like something that seems a bit trite at this point. It's not the quantity, it's the quality. But it's true. (laughs) It really is. You could spend 10 amazing minutes with your teenager, and that could be more impactful than spending five hours with them. It's not the time. It's the quality of the time. 
And really, this is a two-way street. You doing this on your own, of course, is not going to have as big of an impact as if they're involved in the process as well. They're engaging with you as well. But that isn't something you can necessarily control. You may want to, but again, expectations. You may want this more than anything, but wanting it isn't going to change your teenager's behavior. That's why it all really starts with you, you taking action, you being aware of the things that you're doing, the things that you're thinking, you taking ownership of your behavior and actively doing something about it to make it more positive and more impactful for your teen. So here's what the good thing, the good thing about all of this is like that goes back to the idea of energy. All three of these E's are tied in with one another. So if you're engaged and you have your expectations in check, your energy is going to be impacted. If your energy is managed and you have healthy engagement with them, your expectations will be impacted. And really this goes back to the whole point, and that is making parenting simple, a simple process, not easy, but simple. So if you're hearing this list of three things and feeling overwhelmed, like, this is so much, I don't even know where to start. My advice is to just pick one, start there. And there's no wrong choice. This is not a class. You're not gonna get graded on your choice. You just pick one. And if you're stuck in indecision, start with your energy. You're gonna get the most bang for your buck there. So there you have it, the three E's of parenting. I would love to hear from you what you think about this concept. So leave a comment in the episode notes or find me in the Raising Happy Teens Parent Group or on Instagram. Share your thoughts. Let's connect. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.